Hey, yo, it's Father, and you're listening to the Cabbages Hip Hop Podcast. Let's go. Hello, and welcome to the Cabbages Hip Hop Podcast. I'm your host, Gary Suarez. I'm a music journalist and critic, and I write a twice-weekly hip-hop newsletter called Cabbages, which you can subscribe to for free at cabbageshiphop.com. Joining me as always is my hapless co-host, music industry insider Jeffrey Lachlan. Hi, Gary. Now, today marks the start of season four of the podcast, and this one's going to be a little different. Jeff, do you want to tell the folks over at home what this season's all about? No. No, wait, I don't. Wait, really? I don't. Like, I thought you were excited for this one. This is what you wanted. This is what you decided you wanted to do. We, we, in discussions we've had, I have become amenable to the situations mm. that we shall unfurl. You, you know, you, you wanted to do this. You were excited to do this. Excited you were thrilled at the end of, no, at the end of last season, you were excited. Absolutely not a word. Mm. Jeff and I are engaged in bad movie battle, discussing cinematic flops, cult calamities, and all around stinkers. Now we'll trade off picking our respective disreputable films every episode with great guests joining us along the way to pick who is the best at picking good bad movies and so to kick things off we'll be talking about tremors the 1990 horror comedy that entertainment weekly said quote actually improves on the b movies that inspired it now jeff isn't that exciting we get to talk about the movie you wanted me to watch for three fucking seasons okay first and foremost nothing delights me more than the fact that you've finally seen tremors I have. I will. I will lay that out as like a, a positive part of this. Mm. But I also feel like I made a strategic misstep in that I said the quiet part loud and the loud part quiet. I gave you tremors immediately, and now it's going to be a vengeance contest. Oh, that's where I'm at. I think I screwed this up. Is that really I'm, how you think I'm of me? Mad about it. Is that what you think of yes. me? A miserly Scrooge. Yes. Wow. <laughs> Doddering fool. Put here on this earth for my destruction. I see myself as more of a Scrooge McDuck type. In the reboots, he's actually quite uh, favorably positioned. But that being said, yes, each episode, uh, we are going to pick movies. Uh, yeah. You got this one. You got Tremors. 1990 movie, movie Tremors. Yes. And I will let you know at the end of this episode what movie we'll watch next time which seems fair to me. The tone of your voice, it, it just, it, it belies your nature. I'll tell you that much. Right oh? Now. It belies your nature. Wow. Belies my nature. I just wanted to watch a fun set of movies with my friend. And we're going to do that now and have a gentle competition over uh, who is doing the best at it. Hmm. We'll be right back.
I'm thrilled to introduce our guest for today's show. Joining us now is Father. The rapper and hip hop artist has brought us such great projects as Young Hot Ebony, Who's Gonna Get Fucked First, and more recently, Come Outside, We Not Gonna Jump You, available wherever music is streamed or sold. He's going on tour this July, and you can see the dates at thosewhotake.com. Hello and welcome to the show. Hey, what's up? What's up? What's up? That was a great intro. That was so nice. Oh, thank you. Thank you. you know, yeah. We try to be professional here. Yeah. Uh, in between Gary, just... Gary tries to be professional. And I... then Jeff just rips bong. <laughs> I read, yeah, I rip bong hits and then say really dumb shit. It's awesome. <laughs> no, nah, it's perfect. It's a great balance. So, <laughs> so before we get too deep into this, did you have any familiarity with the Tremors movies? No, nah, it, it came out. Um, well, the first one came out like eight months before I was born. So. I don't think it, I think, you know, it was before I got, you know, cognitive of life, it was probably already had passed. And then I didn't, I didn't know anything about the, the fact that there was like fucking seven of them at yeah, all that, until I looked up the first one. Yeah. Okay. Is this the part where I reveal, uh, reveal something about my character? Oh, sure. Yes. Tell something about yourself. Uh, I have seen all seven Trimmers movies. Jesus Christ. I watched them Pain. with a buddy of mine over uh, a, you know was, when the world shut down oh, okay i was about to say pandemic, i was like he came to me with the idea he was like we're gonna watch a tremors movie every week until we run out and i was like that sounds like an awful idea i'm a hundred percent i do not want to think about anything i just want this idiot franchise to run over me of all um, the franchises mm -hmm. i went with the tremors one okay it baffles me not that you would choose to spend your time that way, because mm. we know what your time is worth, Jeff. Father might still be surprised. True. What surprised me about this film as, as we agreed to do this, and I started to read up about it, was the critics at the time kept likening it to sort of 1950s B movies, the sort of monster mm -hmm. horror films of the time. And watching this film, I didn't get any of that i i huh. thought of this as, as a quintessentially 90s nonsense experience uh, i didn't see it as kind of drawing onto the sort of kind of popcorn fare but it, it came out in 90 so they wouldn't have known yet that it was yeah. going to be just a 90s drivel they invented this essentially <laughs> yeah no okay yeah. so yeah this this movie to me holds a lot of weight in the making of really awful films later on like you mentioned and in, in when we were just introducing ourselves to each other you mentioned sharknado yeah. i don't think there's a world of sharknados without there being Tremors. a universe facts this facts. like opened it up and yeah. like the movie didn't do super well financially but it also didn't totally flop and they realized like we can release this stuff without it having to do all the rigmarole of theaters and tons of you know Tons of, of, of yeah. ad money. Honestly, I, did, I didn't appreciate that when I was younger, but like it's a it's a great lane, I think. Yeah, I'm it's, not saying it's, it's like the first it, thing that ever did this or anything. I just feel yeah. like this particular kind of like we can make big, gross monsters and have people right. fight them. We can do that again. When you first told me to watch this, I actually thought I thought I had seen this before, mm -hmm. but I think I was actually thinking about the movie Evolution which I don't uh, really remember. I don't remember what the fuck that was about either, but I was like, oh yeah, that's the Tremors is the movie with they're in the desert and there's some scientists and they're doing something, right? And like, you know, so I, but there's- Kind of. There's just so many other movies <laughs> that are just like that. It's a, it's a huge the, the, What's the one with the, what's the big eight-legged freaks? That's like a similar, and that's kind of like a- Absolutely. Desert. 
uh-huh crazy sh- like a bunch of some crazy sh- yeah so i was i was like when i first heard tremors i was like is that the one with the snakes that's some scorpions is that the tarantulas nope it was the underground worms the underground worms yes the underground worms that, the doom that bugs. move on sound the doom bugs the part of this that i loved the most is that at no point did they have any desire to explain that like a scientist was in town just right at the exact time that they had these monsters around yeah they were just like oh yeah you're from the university out there grab, grab your equipment and jump in the truck and we were like oh cool there's a scientist that's good studying the tremors <laughs> how fortuitous yeah right it's just serendipitous right there honestly <laughs> this movie rips but that's that's perfect though you don't really no. need you don't read you don't really need an explanation for why any of these people were where they were why are they oh no. i was i was the entire time i was like why are they living there there's nothing around. Why are y'all living in this valley? But then one of the one of the guys later on, he explained it. He was like, yeah, I moved out here for the whole purpose of the fact that can't nobody get to me. So I was like, oh, uh-huh. they're probably a bunch of criminals. Uh-huh. I'm assuming they're a bunch of criminals that just live in the middle of the desert, like outlaws. I mean, yeah, like, let's face it, like Michael, Michael Gross's character, who's the one who says that, who plays uh, Burt Gummer, uh, quite, the, quite the name. Burt Gummer right. is clearly somebody who is, you know, kind of conspiratorial, probably part of some fringe movements, probably a white supremacist or at least a reformed white supremacist, if we can be right. perfectly honest about what kind of person he is. And Jeff, no spoilers. I know you've watched all the movies. But... I take a little offense to that because it would imply that Reba McIntyre would marry a supremacist. Well, she didn't do any of the other sequels, right? No. So there you go. Okay. <laughs> so now that we established. And, and I won't spoil anything for the rest of the movies, but Oh, thank God. Bert is in all of them. He is the sole character that makes it from point A to point what's Good whatever Lord. the seventh letter is. Yeah. Over how many years did this come out? Well, it stopped. They were all straight to DVD after this one. And they stopped. No, it's six. not straight to DVD, right? Because this is the timing. They got to be straight to VHS for the or whatever, first sure. two, right? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So they went straight to video format with the rest of them until they have resurrected the whole thing and put it on Netflix with uh, the guy's name, John Heder, Heater, whatever the hell that guy's name is. Uh, He is the lead now. Why would you do that? Uh, You know, Netflix is just throwing money at people. Napoleon (laughs) Dynamite. Napoleon Dynamite is the lead killer of giant worm undergrounders. I won't give away any more than that because I want people to, if they want to take this journey, they should. Yeah. If you have any interest in knowing what Jamie Kennedy is doing now, Mm. uh, then you can do that. But I think the answer to that question is a resounding no for anybody with sense. I am very curious. He just popped up and I was like, oh, shit. (laughs) This is going to be awful. (laughs) I want to know. I want to know why John Heaters did it now. Now I feel like I need to like continue watching the next ones. Listen, Father, if you want, like, get my get whatever info you need from me. We'll stay in touch. I would love to hear your thoughts after I finish the entire. <laughs> if you can do it, I didn't want to finish it. You know what, man? I have, but I did uh, too much time on my hands sometimes. So let's do it. Yeah. I'm, I'm down. usually I'm I'll watch him again. Watching, I don't care. I'm just watching a kid most of the time. So it's like while he's screaming, I could be watching this bullshit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Tremors to aftershocks. All right, nice. Does the does the story develop all the way up to the end? Like, is it like okay, now we're getting an idea where these things come from? Or do you want stays... like a spoiler here that that's like totally awesome? 
Uh, yeah, you know what? Okay. It might actually get me more likely to continue Don't worry it. about the fucking plot. The monsters evolve. Okay. And they're cool as hell. They're weird. They're, it's a weird lineage once you get deep into the, into the, the different kinds of trimmers there are. So what the fuck are these things? Like you said worms. I'm calling, they, I'm calling them sandworms because that's what they sure. fucking are. They're sandworms. Sure. It's yeah. like I, they used the word graboid at one point in the film. And I was like, no, that's the, like the stupidest name anyone could yeah, possibly come was, up with. Like, that then name. that's going to be a bad thing for the rest of the movies because that's what they went with. It stuck. It stuck. Uh, it's that stuck. Was, that's that the was, one that's stuck. That was Kevin Bacon's character, right? Not Mother Humpers. I think the person who came up with that one was, was Victor Wong. He's yeah. riffing oh. on the name, so he's trying to come up with a thing. So Victor yeah. Wong okay. who plays Walter Chang. Okay. Victor Wong is like you might have recognized him from Big Trouble in Little China or The Golden yeah. Child with Eddie Murphy. Like he's done some oh, amazing okay. broad comedy. He is so underutilized in this movie, but he is the person who gets the line about calling him graboids. Gotcha. Okay, underused, yes, but very important. He named these things for seven films. Yeah. He didn't know that. He didn't know he was going to be the person who named it for seven films. That's just the magic yeah. of Victor Wong. Kevin Bacon confirmed it, though. Like, Because oh, that's when I saw I saw Kevin calling that. Uh, yeah. Val- Valentine, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Valentine. Yeah, I caught when he called him that. And I was like, oh, okay. So that's, he just came up with the name on the spot. I, okay, I didn't realize it came from, from homie. I call them sandworms. It's like they got the snakes inside the mouths. Like, so are they snakes or are they worms? Like, what are, what are these things? Like the fact that they live underground moves them to worm category for me. Yeah, Father, I think so too. Think? Okay. I think I, I, agree, I agree with that. Yeah. I don't, I don't think they're snakes. I don't, they don't even seem like they move like snakes either. It seems like they just kind of just shoot straight. Also, right. they have the little in our, they have the little tiny the tiny little feelers on the side that propel them. Mm forward which is very warm like centipedish Cine- centipede yeah centipedish it's an amalgamation of things there's centipede legs yeah. snake innards worm outards it's a, a hybrid of weird and teeth and like teeth a, like a dinosaur crazy <laughs> yeah dinosaur teeth it's tough to know exactly what they are which to me this movie is specifically like the way that it's good is that the monsters are interesting to me but I mean, you have the benefit of having watched like six more movies after this. For me, it's like there's no explaining what these things are, where they come right. from, what their powers are. Or like, I mean, you get some sense where you go, well, maybe they're smarter than they let on. They are. And there's like that part of it. But I'm like, okay. We know that they can study situations and make adjustments, which is not something monsters usually can do. Right. And that's like a massive human-like trait that humans always believe in movies and otherwise. They always believe that like, well, I can think my way out of this because I'm smarter than the thing that I'm battling. But I don't think that's true in this case. The limitations of the monster are because of the like, the physical nature. It's a big behemoth. How do these fucking giant lumbering sandworms stay hidden for so long? They're fucking huge. And it seems that their diet is livestock and humans. Yeah, they never really they, they they didn't get into like where they came from. They didn't have time. Yeah, like this focused on like mode. the human. Yeah, exactly. This focused yeah. entirely on human survival once yeah. they appeared. They only had one, which a, a student. Like that's not yeah. really a proper. Yeah. Yeah. So the scientist was just like, you know, some guy's assistant, basically. Yeah. The most useful thing we got from that whole science uh, was that there were four of them. True. 
true. Pretty that much was... from then on, there was no more science. The yeah. whole, it was just yeah. like, shit, they're here. Yeah, it's she, happening she, now, guys. Just, just, <laughs> she exhausted her purpose immediately. And then was in fairness, she was a student, right? She was right. not like she was she not was a not PhD. She was not a PhD. Right. She, yeah. she, wasn't, her... she wasn't even there to study that in the first place. No, she was just like, why are there tremors? Yeah. Oh, I saw. Oh, I saw a monster, and that was like the end of her having anything to do with anything. But nobody had died the entire time before this movie started. Like that's my thing. It's like okay. this is the first time they appear. I mean, this is. I know this it's, place is kind of deserted. Like this town is that. But come on, it's it's addressed later. But they were speculating at one point because like they were like, oh, I think one of them was like, oh, this is it might be alien. I think it's alien. And I'm just like, ah, could that make more sense? Like you know, maybe it it just recently happened. Like they landed and then they maybe maybe they kind of grow grew to size and then they awoke finally on that day i don't know maybe think this, this is the this is the fault of the screenwriters the screeners are supposed to explain stuff like this so in a movie well, like this i don't know no, no, listen like, listen in a movie like so. this no in a movie like this with competent screenwriters don't you know they me? explain my dad they explain i am your dad they explain <laughs> <laughs> there's already a father here that's uh, yeah, excellent come point. on your two dads <laughs> I'm clearly Paul Reiser in the Your Two Dads situation. Can you label, can you title the episode My Two Dads? My Two Dads. <laughs> Might have to be that way. But no, it's a, a competent writer, and there were two writers on this, which makes it especially fantastic, because they would explain something. They'd say, like, there's been drilling in the area. Or there's something that right. might have awoken a beast. Every Godzilla movie kind of explains, like, something specific happens, but they spell it out for you. They tell you it's to make it clear to the audience. And what I go is like, what we're doing here is speculating. There was there was drilling though. But they don't but that explain might, that that, that was, was the I don't think that counts. Yeah, drilling they, on the road. Yeah, they don't explain no. like, if it was like oil wells out there or there was like, they were going for shale or natural gas or whatever the fuck. Right. There was something like that where they messed with the environment and drew them up. Totally. Because these things are drawn by sound. They had to be eating something all of this time. Well, not sound, but vibration. Yeah. Fine, vibrations. They had to be eating something all of this time. And so they, now they get up and they're fucking hungry. So I mean, Where were they at again? Nevada. Perfection Nevada. Nevada. Oh, well, okay. That makes even less sense now. I know too much to be involved in this conversation. Ah, see, yeah. See, I feel like they explain it, they, they explain it more in the next one, don't they? Yeah, if you have six more movies to explain the story, you can explain the fucking story. But they had 95 yeah. minutes. Well, maybe then you should watch the other six movies if you're so fucking curious. I this am... movie obviously <laughs> made you curious. Yeah, I'm very curious where they came. Because I'm like, in my head, I'm like, oh, maybe they are. I'm thinking, all right, space or ocean? buried in i don't know i, I don't know i'm not gonna tell I don't, you. I don't know i don't, no, know. I don't want you, i don't want you to talk if you, but if, i think that this you... movie was very very careful just to like kind of avoid that now you can call it a lazy no, a la no hold they, they on might have hold said on it... i let you speak for like four hours <laughs> no he every time there's a scene where they start to sort of ramble about what these things are or what the next move is there's another emergency like oh shit they learned that if you just circle things they like become unstable you know what i mean like every time they got into right. a conversation about what, what what they could do these things were like well we can't have that there's nothing about this film that is careful i want to definitely mm, go right there. Nah, i don't nah, think that's nah, true nah. i don't think that's true i mean it look, might be a little sounds like a little it sounds like very sentient like man-made type of type of situation going on here then 
Well, but no, I'm not going to stop speculating. I think it's more. Well, no, I totally. You can speculate all you want. Man. It's super fun. It's like the only fun part of these movies. Correct. Yeah. But, especially, especially since it's, it's like it's literally sequels, and I and I'm I'm oblivious. I'm not saying the movie's good when I say that they were careful about this. I, you know, I think they just kind of rode around the things they didn't know how to do. They were just a couple of Navy dudes that wrote a film with their friend from National Geographic. But okay, that so is. first of all, this is this is you know what I mean. I the I and that I know you're what you're speaking to you're speaking to the idea like they originally came up with the idea for this right, movie. What you know? when they were working for the Navy making safety videos and they yeah. speculated while they were standing on a rock, what would happen if something was down there to keep us from getting off this rock? How would we right. get around huh? it? And that's how they nice. developed the idea for this back in the, I think sometime in the early eighties is the story, you know, yeah. but like they basically, what they came up with in terms of this creature, the, 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 these creatures is they just basically ripped off things that existed in the world already. Frank Herbert's Dune sandworm, obviously being the uh -huh. most iconic of all sandworms. And then quite blatantly, Tim Burton's Beetlejuice sandworm. Because if you remember Beetlejuice, uh, yeah. Yes. 1988 had a sandworm with another sandworm inside its mouth. Right. So they said, mm -hmm. okay, we'll do the same thing, but we'll make more of them inside the mouth. That's, right. I think, as much thought went into what these creatures are. 100%. And I think that like, if they're smart enough to know that they can't write a fucking origin story, then leave it out. It's an entertaining, stupid film. I don't need to know everything of what happened. True. There are these things here. How are we going to get out of here? It makes for good speculation later on after the fact. Yeah. Anyway. It's like you get to be the imaginative one in this case. It opens up a sequel. You know, they were definitely cognizant of sequels because prior to Tremors, uh, do you know what film franchise they were responsible for writing? Short Circuit. Short Circuit. <laughs> Do you remember Short Circuit? Johnny Short Five, circuit. the robot. Is that the the, the little freaky robot? So, oh, this man. Yeah, 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 yeah. So Steve Gutenberg stars in the original with Ali Sheedy uh -huh. um, about a robot who is a military weapon that uh, somehow uh, gains sentience and human feelings and believes it is alive and. It makes for uh, wacky good times. Um, it also did really well at the box office to justify a sequel that includes neither Steve Gutenberg nor Ali Sheedy, only includes um, brown face performance by Fisher Stevens and Michael McKean from Spinal Tap uh, in there as well. But like they did that. But I wanted Wait, to start- Wait, McKean was in, in This movie poster well? looks so ridiculous. If you've never seen these movies, they are a mess, but Short Circuit 2 is an absolute disaster of a film. It really is a disaster. But when I was a kid in the 80s watching things on basic cable, like these movies were amazing to me. But, Always on, yeah. But I just want you to understand the judgment calls that these guys made. So they made those, those two movies. You know, mm -hmm. The first one certainly was a success. The second one- I think probably less so. But you know what? Think about the movies they made, they wrote after Tremors. These are two of the films that they wrote after Tremors. And this is why I don't believe Careful has anything to do with what these two fuckers, S.S. Wilson and <laughs> Brett Maddock, done. Okay. Okay. After Tremors, two of the movies they made in the 90s as writers. Okay. Ghost Dad mm. and Wild Wild West. What? You know what they're good at? They're good at like, they they made movies that were like oddly watchable though. Have you seen Ghost Dad? Oh, okay. he goes through the phone uh, and yells at someone. It's crazy. Oh, I don't know if I've ever. I don't know if I've ever. It's one of those things where it's like because you know like I'm, 
I was, you know, it's another movie that came out the year at 6%. God damn. Yeah. That's <laughs> it's really, it's, oh, it's rough, it's man. It's, oh, man. it's horrible. Impossible yeah. watch. It's one of those movies that I feel like I might have seen because I do rem- I remember this movie, but I can't recall anything of it. I feel like At I probably the watched. time that that thing came out, I don't know that there was an amount of of wrong Bill Cosby could do in the general universe. Obviously, off camera, not yeah. just not the case, but yeah, on right. camera, like people absolutely loved this human being. And he could not, by any stretch of the imagination, make this a movie. It was just awful. Yeah, and it's like between like Damn. he did two. There were two movies he did in that in that period that are both absolute stinkers. There's Ghost Dad and Leonard Part Six. Um, oh man, what a piece! Of- hold on, oh, wait, 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 wait. What? What? A, you you just grazed over a Wild Wild West though. Why was that? So I mean, I'd love that movie. That shit. Well, Wild Wild West is one of like the biggest like Hollywood <laughs> flops of all time. Like one of the biggest conceptually conceptually it was fucking ridiculous to me yeah like because i mean the the, not i'm going to paraphrase a story that i've heard years and years ago but the reason why wild wild west got made is because like one of the studio people producers behind it and i forget which one it was had this idea in his head for for a battle scene with a giant mechanical spider and kept pitching it to yeah. every single like director <laughs> to fit into movies. So like they wanted yeah. Superman to fight a giant mechanical spider. I think Kevin Smith talked about this. They pitched him on something with that too, or he or somebody told him about that. And this this thing, and finally some people agreed to make a movie with a giant mechanical spider and they greenlit it and it's wild, wild west. So every other idea for that movie just surrounds that. It's because they have they were they had to make the spider. So everything else, so that whole steampunk nonsense comes because they had oh. to find a way to to fucking you know shoehorn explain in. explain the spider yeah yeah exactly because the retro the retro damn yeah that's that's what yeah because like, i was it was so much shit that i was like one why do they have like you know why do they have this tech already so like uh, you know the, the 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 blade that finds the 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 thing on your neck the saw type shit they were doing too i was mm-hmm. like hey they, I, like when i was younger i was like this is so fire i didn't God. see this Oh. You never saw Wild Wild West? I didn't see. I didn't catch that one. Oh, you haven't, Jeff. Okay, good to know. I used to watch that shit repeatedly when I yeah. was younger. That was that was one. I of think the ones. that was like you were the perfect age to get caught there. Yeah, yeah, that was ninety nine. I was, I was. Yeah, yeah, that was like my, you know, that was two, you know, Y two K. Like that was mm-hmm. my prime time. That's when I, you know, I'm I'm on the internet and shit. Like I'm finding out right. about, you know, I'm on the computer going on message boards and role playing Dragon Ball Z and all kinds of weird shit, talking to totally. 30 year olds as a 10 year old. Like I was in, you know, sec maybe first, second year of college. And it ah. was just like, you know, that's like prime. I'm better than everything mode. Exactly. You know I mean? Yeah. No, that was a re- I'm out here was- like, I don't oh, that movie looks terrible. I only watch good movies like that matters. Yeah. And then it there was like, you know, <laughs> we had it was Will. It was, you know. Yeah. And we all love Will. Yeah, and that's back when Will could do no wrong. Exactly. Totally. Was, you went to go see what he did. The thing is, just that movie. I think the failure of that movie has less. It's not about Will, obviously. The failure of that movie is about right. its conception being so poor, its budget being astronomical, and ultimately just not being the thing that people really wanted to see. At the end of the day, yeah. like I mean, that's if you're. I mean, I don't have the full timeline, but like you know, we're talking about the late nineties. That's you know, nineteen ninety nine. Yeah. That's the mate. That's the Matrix. Is Trevor better or a, worse? Yeah. It was a quintessential, like, late 90s blockbuster. Like, it was everything about it was very much how movies were made at that time. And I will say, to answer your question, Jeff, 
the music in Wild Wild West is better than the music in Tremors. Well, that's okay, fine. But like, why don't you answer the real question? That might be that we could discuss it uh, when uh, when I make you watch Wild Wild West at some point, uh, if yeah. I choose to do so. Y'all got to do Wild Wild West. I don't like this. So he's going to like it. The agreement for this season is that we pick good, bad movies. You know what I mean? Like move, bad movies that yeah. are like inherently watchable and fun instead of just like absolute dreck. And okay. I thought I thought Trimmers was a really good version of that. It's not good. Mm, it's, not it's, good question, it's a question. It's but it was yeah. it's super fun to watch. It has a lot of like weird unanswered questions. That's fun to you. Weird unanswered questions. So plot yeah, holes. Man, plot for, holes for are a fun bad movie though. I wanted We're more. Like, you're making it sound like we were supposed to pick like cinematic classics. We were supposed to pick bad movies that were inherently watchable. I That's wanted more I more murder. Honestly. Yeah. It could have been a lot movie. more killing. Could have been a lot you more. You guys killing. didn't think like it was like a really weird, cool kill when that car got buried. The oh all right, there you go. See, I was about that to say that. I was about to say that was the sickest part of the entire movie. Totally, dude. And that was what fucking halfway through. What a scene. They like that they they that was they should have I don't know, not, not saved that, but that was like the coolest kill. Like cuz yeah. the, the, they didn't show it. It's like, "Oh man, she's in a fucking like she's in a sand trap. Like that's like a sand coffin. She's That fucking, is terrifying. That's horrible. She's probably terrifying, not, probably, and then whatever's underneath the sand yeah. just ate her 35-year husband. But the thing is, like, she might she might not have even fucking died from them. They probably didn't even eat her. They just pulled her down for no fucking reason. Because all the, they, like, they might they not even gone in there. Yeah, they might have just murdered her. And now she's just trapped in sand, suffocating and dying. It was horrible. And I then mean, them like, finding it and them, 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 like, wiping off the car grill. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's it's a, great, it's great a, setup. It's an absolutely fantastic, like, few minutes. Yeah. More there of those. are stretches of this this movie that I like. I really like the way that they discovered the the drunk guy, where he climbed up the thing and like gave this little like yeah talking to myself little kind of mini soliloquy about this guy's problems with alcohol, and like cursing under his breath, and then he goes to get him. He's dead, you know. Yeah, I thought that whole thing was well done. Like I still the, want it. I want it more. The lead into the movie was good, and then it like becomes a survivalist tale, and we just get too much of like four people. Both of those are both the the car kill is. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously, it's amazing. That that it's I a classic to kill. Too. Yeah. It's one of those classic things that you, you talk about. And then, like, I think the way they find the first body is definitely mm-hmm. worthwhile. But I think what happens is that most of the actual kills in the film are with characters we've never met or have very little experience with. So there's no stakes. There's nothing that Makes matters. perfect sense. You get away with it. For the first one, you get away with it. It's about the mystery, the surprise. Why would someone starve to death or dehydrate or what have you mm-hmm. up in a tower when they could easily come down? Yeah. Like, the progression a- from like didn't get eaten to like fully got eaten to like swallowed in a car yeah. is crazy and cool. But swallowed like, in a car. The beginning of the film is good. Like but swallowing in a car should have happened to characters that we'd met and had totally yeah. faith in. And believe yeah, because I'd have been, you know, I'd been more like distraught about them totally. dying. I feel bad about the, you know, a couple that's been together for decades, you know, dying in that way. That's unfortunate. But we didn't have any experience with those people. We didn't really know what was going on. In the same way, they threw stakes at us just by, by tucking on heartstrings. There was like the little girl from Jurassic Park. Yes, that's the little girl from Jurassic Park. Right who now. has like zero lines? She just pogos around on yeah. her pogo sticks with her headphones on. She should have gotten eaten. 
there should have been a threat, a real threat to her. Yeah. More so like, than I, what I, happened. Like I knew, I knew they were not going to kill her, but they should have done that because that would have took me by surprise. I'd be like, oh, fuck, they really bit that little girl's legs off. They should have done that. They should have committed. They just, had the ability he, to do that. Yeah. They could have been like, he didn't make it in time. Like he didn't grab her at the perfect time and ate the pogo stick. I was like, yeah, nah, man, let that motherfucker eat that little girl. And then yeah. also that little asshole that kept going, you know, like, mm. like scaring the fuck out of him. Oh, the youths like, deserve yeah. to die. From fuck can't him up way. Too. They should have yeah. gone first. I'm, I'm totally in agreement with you guys. Jurassic Park, you can't kill the kids. But they yeah, put right. those kids in yeah. serious peril in Jurassic Park enough times yeah. that right. like, you go like, oh, wow. So when I saw this little girl in this movie, the first I thought like, oh, shit, they're going to play up this kid in danger. Like, this is going to be the thing. This kid's going to be in danger. And they like played it for one joke about her pogoing yeah. Yeah. with a sandworm coming towards her. They should have stuck her ass out in the desert for like, you know, like a good hour by herself. Like where she was just like, oh my God, I don't know how I'm going to make it. And then she just, I don't know, some childlike survival instinct come in and then somebody eventually save her. But yeah, nah, nah. The quick, that was too short. It was too, it was too short. Like, yeah. oh, where's, where's in, little- In my notes in all caps, I wrote, I don't know why I thought this was so important, but he didn't like the pogo stick. <laughs> mm. That was that's a good one liner. That's yeah. a good one liner. That's good. We have to talk about Reba, right? Okay. I would love to talk about Reba. This know? was Reba's first acting role in a movie. That ass? Facts. That's crazy. And she nailed it. Who the hell let her do this? Oh man. It's the first Dude, role, I, so I, you know. Yeah, you gotta probably, get in. She somewhere. probably did it. She probably let herself do it. But Reba was a fucking star at this point. So like, yeah. this movie oh. comes out 1990. I think Fancy came out in 88 or 89. Fancy. Yeah. Like, like a song that to this day is iconic. But Fancy comes out, and she's like, "Now I'm gonna do the Sandworm movie. That's my next move." yeah and her role is bizarre because she's kind of playing second fiddle to michael gross who has gone from spending the past seven eight years she would not believe if you were to speak to that character this way she'd be offended yes but they didn't give her shit because she didn't play second fiddle she told him what what to do a lot no i was like no i'm gonna do it this way no, because look, uh-huh. it, it, there's a contrast that exists there. The contrast is you finally have her in there and she's playing against Michael Gross, who's chewing the scenery because for the first time in seven years, he's not playing the dad from Family Ties, the whitest TV dad of that decade. Yeah, he got even whiter. Yeah, he's trying to play against type by <laughs> you being- You an extremist. <laughs> he went from Connecticut white. Yeah, that's, pol- a tough, that's a tough transition. It's, you stare at that and that's confusing. And then Reba's just kind of there. Where yeah. she shines, though, and where I would love to hear mm. your thoughts on it, is when she's firing weapons. Mm. The looks oh, yeah, on they, her they, face. Yeah. It's just gif worthy all day long. Good, yeah. good country girl, you know? Yeah. She's been pushed too far. She'll deal with the asshole husband, but a, a worm from under the ground, you're getting all the leg. When they hit the wall and it was just like guns galore, I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> Yeah. That's where I go. Like the white supremacist sort of thing is definitely happening. Is there any evidence whatsoever that like, I mean, I know that guns save the day. I mean, obviously. Right. But 
Is there any like real evidence that having like 50 guns in that truck did anything other than just like make them feel better? Because they shot him like 150 times <laughs> and the thing would just like smash forward just as fast as before, yeah. only losing some goop. It didn't seem to matter at all. <sighs> They're just like pumping this thing full of like insane amounts of lead. And it turns out the giant bombs that you also brought, those are more effective <laughs> the giant Absolutely. Bombs. <laughs> it took them like 45 minutes to start bombing these fucking things and they had a hundred bombs <laughs> this is sort of the american mentality isn't it it's the idea that you is you shoot at a thing and you shoot a thing and then you shoot with a bigger gun then you shoot with a bigger gun it's how america it's goes awesome. to war it's how america used to go to war it's yeah. like yeah. we didn't drop bombs until it really got serious you know now we have drone strikes now and now we're fucking even bigger monsters right. than we ever were but like it didn't drop bombs but at until that time after you yeah after you bayoneted people in the fucking swamp we hadn't had the first iraq war yet at nope. that point or am i no that's a bit i think that's 91 yeah it's a year mm. later is when like you know when bombs were like the thing everybody knew about bombs all of a sudden Some favorite quotes. My favorite quote from this comes from uh, from Michael Gross, Burt Gummer, and it is that scene after they have just laid waste him and Reba uh, Heather Gummer on this sandworm who has broken through the wall like the fucking Kool Aid Man, and <laughs> they finally got it down, and he says. Broke into the wrong goddamn rec room, didn't you, bastard? <laughs> That's a jam. You bastard. <laughs> That's, I think, my favorite. because When just... those two are firing guns together, it is a delight. Oh, how delightful. <laughs> it bothers me so much that they were absent for such a significant portion of this film. They spent like yeah. most of Act 2 off like looking for something. And yeah. then they come back and finally it's like, oh, this is why they were away all this time because you couldn't just have them be there during this shit where there's like, well, we're going to go get all of our guns now. Right. <laughs> what, the, what was your, uh, what was your favorite one-liner, Jeff? Uh, run for it. Running's not a plan. Running's what you do once a plan fails. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, why? <laughs> Point to, <coughs> pardon me. Point to another bad film that has a line that good. Like the running man didn't have a line that good about running. And it was about running. (laughs) Yeah. I was, I was almost there. And then you said about running. I'm like, okay. (laughs) I was like, it's a movie about running. There's no way to shoehorn anything. That's just perfect. (laughs) It's great. What a line. Uh, Father, do you have any favorite lines from the film? Um, I'm gonna go with uh, probably because I mean, the only the only person that was truly really interesting was Kevin Bacon's character. Mm, honestly, agree. Like he, you know, he's real, you know, emotive and shit. Fucking, um, it was it was all. I think it was when they first killed the the first joint. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't. I, I can't remember exactly what he said, but it was just like it's like like we killed like he just he did a real big you <laughs> it's like he just like he flee, like flipped out all of a sudden he's like he just he's just like it was like for the like they were kind of chill for most of the movie and then that was the one time he was like yeah bro i was in fucking peril 
fuck this big ass goddamn uh this big ass worm like he tripped the fuck out after they after he smashed the joint into the canal <laughs> and it was around the same time the other line about like i, like, I found the ass in oh like man that, that little yeah that That's whole, that right. whole, was that whole like... little section of dialogue after they kill it he's like fuck you and then like the i found the ass in like that was the perfect little like that's the that's the one moment where i was like oh okay they, they piped up a little bit you know he got you know get some character into it and shit like that but for the most part like you know because most of the time they were just like i'm just the chill guys out on the prairie you know whatever right like they never got too too excitable until like that very moment when they finally killed some shit smart dumb young dude mm. was like perfect yeah was perfect for it he was made for that role it really, to me, like he clicked through most of the film, even when he was at his most ridiculous, you know? Yeah, we haven't talked yeah. much about Kevin Bacon, but I think it, it, like he is the star and he definitely shows that star power. Because for me- He had like, the hair. He, oh, he had the hair. Yeah, he had the, the 90s hair. That was it. <laughs> for me, what I really enjoyed was the first act of this movie is ostensibly a, a buddy comedy between uh -huh. Kevin Bacon and Fred Ward. And Fred Ward being the older friend, and they're you know just trying to get their lives together. They're going to go to the 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 I'm not going to say the big city, but to the next city, the nearest city, to try to make something of themselves. And like their whole interplay is wonderful, and it's just like it brings up Fred Ward, who's great B movie level actor, great character actor. Right. Um, right. You know, he was Remo Williams in Remo Williams: The Adventure Begins, and here's Kevin Bacon, who like you know what six years before it you know had footloose and like worked with you know he worked with but like not necessarily after before this movie but around this movie he worked with everybody from john hughes on she's having a baby to rob reiner for in a few good men oliver stone and jfk obviously is a very key role for him but like this isn't even the best kevin bacon movie that came out in 1990 flatliners came out in 1990 joel schumacher's flatliners Kiefer Sutherland, Julia Roberts, Kevin Bacon. It I is that one. You I missed Flatliners? One. I didn't I see Flatliners. I don't think I've ever seen. Are neither of you familiar with Flatliners? Uh, oh, nah. I told you I was. You know, I was. I was born that year. So. I'm. Not, I'm oh. It's Jeff. I'm disappointed in, but I'm generally disappointed okay. in Jeff. Like, so it's fine. Wow, a disappointment. Flatliners. I deserve disappointment over Flatliners. Flatliners was a movie. I'll watch about... Flatliners. Jesus, disappointment. I'm going to tell you the premise of Flatliners. <laughs> Flatliner is is a movie about medical students who experiment with bringing each other back from the dead, killing themselves no. and I bringing them back from the dead. And when they come sounds... back, they bring back basically evil spirits with them. Oh, that's nuts. It's amazing. And it is a way better movie than Tremors. It is oh, a way better bad movie. A way better bad movie than Tremors. Oh, uh -huh. there's a, uh, I just looked it up. There's a remake of it. I didn't know that. They did do a remake of it. Oh, it is. Not so good. Good. good I mean, look, he was also in R.I.P.D. Let's not go crazy talking about Kevin Bacon's the best. But no, I'm just saying at that time. And like the other thing is not only is this like that, it's not, that Tremors is not even Kevin Bacon's best movie that year. It's not even the best monster horror movie of that year, because no. also 1990 arachnophobia. But we weren't picking good movies. No, I'm just saying that like on the scale of these <laughs> not, things. You keep talking to me like I'm I'm like, yo, this movie is amazing. It's hilariously bad. That's the best part of it to me. 
See, I don't think it's hilarious enough. Okay. And I don't think it's I don't think it's a good enough bad movie. Like I mean, uh, it, it is it absolutely is not hilarious enough. I thank that. you. Nah, that's there's there's long stretches <laughs> where it's mighty boring. Like whenever the yeah. attacking, it's really boring. If you're gonna call something a horror comedy, it has to be scary and funny, Jeff. That's how scary. it works. Okay, I scary laughed movie, out loud right? a few times at Kevin Bacon being a jackass. Like I, I laughed at some like obviously unfunny stuff. I really I laughed really hard when uh when they had the argument about who was gonna go run after the like cat, the machine, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The I guess tractor like thing. Sure. Uh when they were running for the tractor, they had this argument about who was gonna go. And I was like, one of you is like 30 years younger than the other one. And in prime <laughs> shape, and absolutely will get there faster than the other dude. What is this like grousing about? <laughs> it was, I could not stop laughing at that. It was so stupid and like pointless to be there. So, Father, before we let you go, um, um, so, yeah, you, we, we, because clearly Jeff and I don't see eye to eye on this film. And you were really- never going to see eye to eye with me. You're mad that you had to do it in the first place you came in with the wrong attitude but i think i came in with a fine attitude for approaching this because the the question is very simple and this is the question i was saying you would never watch it and coming in and saying it was going to be bad to me off off cam i don't know if that's uh, exactly how it went down (laughs) (laughs) i got exactly how it went um but father the whole premise of this season again is we are trying to watch good bad movies so Jeff, you think this is a good, bad movie? Yes. I'll stand behind it. I do not think this is a good, bad movie. Father, do you Ebert, think Tremors... Ebert agrees with me. Did you um, think that's, no, I think that's fuck, something... No, no, don't... No, Ebert now agrees with me. You've had an hour to try to explain this thing. You've had plenty of time <laughs> to try to explain this thing. It is now up to our guests to be the deciding vote in this tiebreaker situation. Is Tremors a good, bad movie? It. Oh, man. It's... Uh... It's, 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 it's a watch, you know, you know, it's not, it's not, I'll, I'll say it's not, you know, it's not a horrible movie. Mm. It's not good. It's not it's good not either. Good. It's not good. It's not, it's not, it's not good. It's not good. It's not horrible though. It's, it's bad. Not, it's not bad. It's not bad, bad. It's, it, it's, it's like, a, it's like, a, it's just like it exists. What it sounds you know what like to me is you're saying it's, it's a good, bad movie. No, Jeff, let him work through it himself. <laughs> no, no, please. Are, He's like you said are, everything but This is good, why we don't together. let people like you near polling places. You have to if let it was just, make this. Whoa, whoa, whoa. All right, all right, all right, all right. If it was just like, all right, if I'm like, you know, I'm sitting in the house, I have cable. Yeah. Uh-huh. If it's just on, I'm going to turn it off. Okay. okay. I'm not going to, I'm probably not going to stick around to catch the, 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 because I don't know. This is it's like it's like all right. So it's like it's like, there's a there's a there's a certain level of 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 nineties boring uh-huh. movies, and this was like like ex- this was exactly that. You know, this yeah. is like that. Like nothing is happening, damn near. But a lot is happening. But I don't know something about it is just like the acting and everything is like oh okay all right yeah. And I love some real boring fucking nineties eighties movies too. You know, sure. so it's just like it's just like I just like because I, I, I love some shit. how it's like, yeah, no, no, this is not a movie to love. No, it's not a movie to. It's probably not. Uh, 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 I don't know. I don't know how to say it, but it, uh, it's, it's it's shocking, Kevin Bacon. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, honestly, go back and look like Gary. Gary put a nice shine on Kevin Bacon. 
<laughs> he's a, he literally was in everything. Yeah, I don't I don't even like I I like I know Kevin like it's one of those another one of them actors. Do you remember like, the movie Balto? No, barely. That was about around this time. I barely like I, that's one of those movies that used to the preview would come on before I watched whatever sure. movie I'm about to watch, but. Cause yeah, I'm not, I don't, I don't know Kevin Bacon really that well. Like I know Kevin Bacon though, you know what I'm saying? I know that face, but I really, yeah. I'm really thinking I'm talking. I'm like, I don't know what movies Kevin Bacon really is in. You know, I guess it's just like beauty that, shop. He's in beauty shop. It's a big, it's a big gap for me, I guess. Cause you know, I'm, huh. you know, you know, for, for the, for the, the main years he was active, I was like a fucking nine-year-old. I don't know. But, yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, no, no, I don't think it's, I can't say good, bad. Cause I love some good bad shit. Okay, you know, fair enough. You know, I don't know if I don't know if it's good bad. I don't okay. know if it's good bad. I won't say it's bad bad. It it's was just, watchably it's, bad. Yeah, yeah the, it's, I, it's it's to be it's clear. Bo- my question my question is not whether it's a bad bad movie. I whether it's, you it's boring. It's good bad. Movie. It's a boring decent. How about that? Mm. That's what I'm, okay. it's a it's a that's, boring that's, it's a, that sounds a, like a vote that's like in right in between where gary and i are landing no no yeah, that's not it's in like, between it's like a, that's not in between no i like that's not in between that definitely leans more towards me it's see no i don't think it does i think it's right i mean it's like 50 50 man that's i wouldn't 50 if somebody else i don't know if we can count it if somebody else wanted to watch it i'm not gonna tell them to turn it off you know, I'm be like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna sit, I'm gonna sit there. I'm gonna, I gotta, like, you know, I don't, you, I don't know if y'all know the homie, my homie, you know, Archibald Slim. Of course, but yeah, Arch, like, he watches, like, this is somebody you should bring on this show because he watches terrible fucking movies every yeah. day. Like, he'll run through, like, he'll just be sitting and he'll watch like five movies back to back. Four of them will be fucking terrible. He'll find one good one, but he just he powers through them all, no matter what. Just I don't know what he just he's just building a fucking database in his head of terrible fucking movies, but he does this shit, and you know he'll he'll throw that shit on. I'll be sitting there like, bro, this is a terrible fucking movie. Why are we still watching this? And it'll be like an hour into it, and I'm just like, well, you know, whatever. You know, at least I know what not to do if I ever wanted to make a movie. So this is good. This is good information. You know, it's good to watch. You know, so, but yeah, yeah, that that this this ranks up in there of like I'm not gonna tell you to turn it off. But I'm gonna look at it and and not I'm gonna look at it and not enjoy it. <laughs> what an amazing guest we had oh, yeah. tonight. We're so lucky. It's you know? amazing that we had somebody of that caliber to come on and talk about such a lousy film. You know, I didn't even, I wasn't even mad that he didn't agree with me that it was a, a good, bad movie. I wasn't mad at him for disagreeing with you either. I, I disagree with well, you. Of course. Time. You like it when I look, when I look bad on the air. It, well, we've, we've established that for seasons upon seasons. It's like a, a trope with you. Let's make Jeff look stupid. Like I need any help. Well, but you're, you're, the you're, thing you're, is, you're selling I yourself uh, appropriately. You two disagreeing with me. I'm still on the side of most people. Mm. that it is a good bad movie i think more people believe it to be a good bad movie it's certified fresh on rotten tomatoes well i mean look those numbers are what they are that movie not based on reality you know the the fact is is the film i hear you but like of course it isn't it's a movie about underground (laughs) yeah it's about underground i'm so sorry you can't suspend your disbelief for one movie because you're trying to prove a point you're capping 
but I'm but you're saying people liked it. Like I'm like, this is a film that they, that they made. It cost them ten million dollars to make. It made sixteen. The expectations. Yeah, but it's made movies ex- since then too. No, it was on the cable all the time. But the expectations is clearly a lot higher. It's the kind of movie that they I made think, six more of them. They made. I think the reason why you have a franchise that comes out of it is a film that finds a second life among weirdos in video stores in the 1990s, which was a place where weirdos thrived. 90s video. Okay. Stores. Whoa, 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 whoa. I come from a proud lineage of video store weirdos. Okay. How dare you, video store weirdos? Tremors is fun to watch. But that's the argument that I'm making. Is that like you're saying you're saying most people? I'm saying video store weirdos like you like this movie enough that they were saying this. There like, weren't that many video store weirdos. It's a it's a wildly popular film. It it, it was released no. on Netflix with all of them and streamed a whole lot. People enjoy this idiot film. Yeah, is all well, I'm saying. Well, you know, I I think we we got our answer with our guest tonight. You know, I think it's a good way of beginning this season. We obviously we're gonna battle it out, so to speak, uh, right. over the course of these episodes. So I think it was good to get a perspective that you know helps us get an understanding of what a good bad movie actually is. He didn't quite think it met that level. I understand. I understand. I'm not. He, he was what a what a wonderful human. Yeah, I mean, look, an amazing awesome. artist, amazing artist, great person to talk to. Like, father's great. I just, I'm just saying that, like, it, this does, this is not a, a poll that is indicative of the whole. Well, that's um, not what we're doing here. Like, we're not asking the world to decide on these things. The yeah, point of true. this, of a, of this, is we have another party in the room helping us to decide. These okay, things. then what? Where are you at on a good bad movie? What 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 is constituting a good bad movie to you? Well, I mean, there's a lot of options. There's loads of things that I'm considering oh, sure. for this season. You know, I mean, a whole spectrum of terrible movies we can watch. Well, I mean, like of good of things that I think will be good bad movies, and I think yeah. that uh, look, you know my tastes. You know a lot about my tastes, yeah. and you know my taste in comedy in particular. And I think uh, comedy is where there's a lot of great like resource for no, 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 a lot of great uh, resource for good bad movies or in comedy. No, man, I don't you know. know. Comedy, yeah. Well, look, horror comedy you is we, evil. Bong, we've done a lot. That's of, off air. We've never, we've yeah. never talked about it. There were some movies that we watched in between last season and this season um, that were particularly bad. We watched things that were, I think, truly considered bad, bad movies. And we, I'm sure they'll mm-hmm. come up because you like to rub things in my face. But we watched some things that were bad, bad <laughs> yeah, movies. That's the thing that I do. <laughs> but. Okay. I think where part of where we maybe got some of this stuff wrong is that uh-huh. in the in the off season is that we <laughs> we we didn't pick films that actually uh, met the criteria. Genre films and horror sort of sometimes don't find the balance of horror comedy, and mm-hmm. I think it's like picking a comedy written by comedians, directed uh-huh. by comedians, starring comedians, as opposed to screenwriters who maybe oh, had some funny ideas. We'll get that, us there. Look, that limits it to like two or three studios that would allow that to happen. Mm-hmm. Like s- small subsects of things, which mm-hmm. means they're comedian run. Like you're saying everything's comedian run? Well, no, I'm saying that that's a, that's a pool which the pull things. I mean, for example, the Happy Madison universe of films. You know. See, that's what I was, that's exactly where I was getting to. It was like, you're going to make me watch some stupid Adam Sandler thing, like little Nicky. 
Oh, so I don't want to no. watch Little Nicky. Well, here's I'm going to promise you this: the the next movie that I pick will not be an Adam Sandler movie. He's not in it. Uh, no, this is not an Adam Sandler film. I mean, he maybe he has a cameo in it, but I don't think he is. I think this is actually. I mean, it's a Happy Madison movie. So there's going to be all the dudes that are. Like, no, there's oh, look, there's loads of Happy Madison movies some, that aren't. There are Happy Madison movies. Some that actress aren't. who had like recently not been cast and stuff for a while. Oh my god. You're, you're stereotyping over here. I'm saying that there's... Stereotype? It's the thing that he did but all the ma- time. But they were hugely successful films. I'm and not they, saying like, they weren't Financially successful, successful loved by people, but considered maybe a bad movie. Just tell me it's Little Nicky already. No, wow. we're not doing Little Nicky. Tell right? me that it's was, Little Nicky without telling me it's Little Nicky. We did that in our Hubie Halloween season. We are doing a non-Adam Sandler movie in the Happy Madison universe. You know, like, oh. for example, like... I, I, this isn't a movie that I'm going to pick for this because I don't think it, I think it's, although I think it falls into the, the category is grandma's boy. Like grandma's boy was okay. a, was the kind of film that was made by the people who were integral to I those early, it, but I know what early successes. Yeah. And like, it has some great people, but it supposedly what, is pretty funny. Oh, it's, it's, it's hysterically funny. Like it's a great, it's a great movie and it's, is it's it well worth it. It's not that, but we're not going to do that one. But one of the, but it was a, a, a breakout role for the actor Nick Swartzen, who later got to have his own uh, Happy Madison movie. Now, Nick Swartzen, uh, you may know from Reno 911, uh, and you may know from his uh, his show on Comedy Central. He did a movie in 2011. Why are you introducing him like he needs to be here? Tell me what the background. Give me the movie title. It's called Bucky Larson, Born to be a Star. Why? Why this movie? Yeah. Bucky Lars that oh. Oh. Okay. Okay, I'm coming. Yeah. Okay. This is how it works. You got to pick your fucking worm movie. I get to pick a movie now. What? First of all, fucking worm movie is a little harsh. I think honestly, if it weren't for your like petty nonsense, you actually would have liked that movie. No, we are talking about no. we're we're no. getting a sense of who has the better taste in good bad movies. Don't forget and that at I the beginning of that podcast, Father says, "I think I'm going to have to watch all the rest of them." He was being kind. He's a That's kindly. Ridiculous. That is ridiculous. Why on this podcast? For what reason? I didn't get a sense of that. I think he, you're wrong. Look, he had to spend a little bit of time with you to know that you're full of it. Film. And all right, Bucky Larson, born to be a star. So next time we'll be talking about that. My pick, my movie. Your your movie. You're doing I. Mm. Mm. See you next time, guys. It's the Cabbages Podcast Network. <laughs>